Happy New Year. What a great, happy new decade. It's not even New Year. I was actually going <coughs> to record this tomorrow or yesterday, but I ended up going out yesterday. I had a great time. If you can't tell, I wasn't actually even going to do this broadcast today because I just, I got the flu and it is killing me. I can't even hear out of this ear. It's just, it's really, really, really bad. So I don't know what happened. What are you going to do? But there are some things that we should talk about because uh, the news stories are, are are pretty heavy this week. Uh, three big news stories. Um, there were, first off, there were two just horrific acts of violence this weekend. One in a small town of Texas in a Christian church and one in New York where uh, a Jewish, uh, I guess he's a, a rabbi or something. He, he was attacked by a guy with a machete. He and his family were attacked with a guy with a machete. <coughs> Absolutely terrible stories. Um, luckily, they were prevented. They could have been a lot worse. Let me put it to you this way. But the first thing we need to go over is um, I, Iran's a mess. Iraq is a mess. And now we've, we've got some problems in the Middle East. And Donald Trump, I think he learned something from Benghazi because he's doing something about it. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. So, again, Happy New Year, Happy New Decade. This year promises to be a great year for me, and uh, basically because I love what I'm doing, and I'm completely busy. And like I said, I wasn't actually going to do a podcast tonight. Uh, a lot of you are going to see this tomorrow, uh, on January 2nd. But I decided to go for it. So, here's the big question What's going to happen in the Middle East? Is this Middle East thing going to implode? Uh, crowds, crowds of Iraqi um, uh, citizens protesting America's recent airstrikes. Well, let's go from let's go from the beginning. Um, uh, last week, America Americans were attacked by a group called the Kabbalah Hezbollah. Uh, what what are they called here? Um, hey, hold on, I gotta find this. This is gonna be great. Well, it's a it's a it's a Hezbollah group. That's all you have to know right now. Hezbollah is a terrorist organization, and they're actually backed by the Iranians. <coughs> so they attacked a, a U.S. installation. They attacked something, uh, a, a group, and they killed one contractor. Well, in response, Donald Trump decided to attack five strategic Hezbollah sites. And by the way, Hezbollah has several different factions. I was actually looking for one of the factions. I can't find it right now. Uh, It's kind of strange. I probably wouldn't pronounce it correctly anyway. So he decided, and these were defensive attacks. Basically, they were going over, they were going out to get anti-aircraft installations and things like that. <coughs> those <coughs> those attacks killed 25 Hezbollah fighters. So, those Hezbollah fighters, this was on Sunday. So, those Hezbollah fighters, uh, they had their funerals, and then what did Hezbollah decide to do? They decided to storm the U.S. Embassy in Baghdad and Iraq. 
Um, no one's been injured. No one's been hurt. No one's been killed. But they're destroying the place. The United States, again, has decided that, um, well, <coughs> what we're going to do is, if you're watching, if you're listening to the podcast, I'm not going to play the video, but if you're actually watching the VCast, watch this video. So they're called Kateb Hezbollah. That's the, the faction of Hezbollah that we're talking about. And if you didn't... Again, uh, if you're listening to podcasts, I didn't have the video for you because it's just a bunch of people screaming. They hate America, but you can't understand them anyway, so there's no point in actually put it in here. If you watch the video, you may have noticed that uh, a lot of these guys were wearing uniforms. They were wearing uniforms because they were Hezbollah fighters. In other words, they were already terrorists. What the United States did was, of course, they weren't prepared for this. Uh, which is kind of weird since this all happened really quickly. You would have thought they would have been kind of ready. So what, but they weren't. <coughs> so, so the United States actually kept these people, kept the people inside of the, uh, inside of the consulate. Um, soldiers were on the roofs, roof. They were prepared to fight if they needed to fight. Uh, Donald Trump he responded extremely quickly. Uh, in a tweet, he said, Iran killed an American contractor, wounding many. We strongly responded and always will. Now Iran is orchestrating an attack on the U.S. Embassy in Iraq. They will be held fully responsible. In addition, we expect to use its forces to protect the embassy. So, basically what he's saying is that Iraq, does support the United States. Very little question about this. Just a few weeks ago, the Iraqis were protesting the current prime minister of Iraq because he had placed a lot of restrictions on them. And so the Iraqis protested and protested. It basically was a pro-democracy protest. And the um, uh, it ended up causing the, costing the prime minister his his job. He ended up quitting and leaving. Now you've got Hezbollah fighters that are going there, storming the embassy. <coughs> it didn't take tr long to respond. First thing the United States did was they sent Apache helicopters from Kuwait into Iraq, and the those Apache helicopters, which are pure offensive helicopters started dropping flares to start dispersing the crowds. Then what Donald Trump, he recommended, he sent 100 additional U.S. soldiers, Marines, I believe they were, into Iraq to start protecting the embassy. There is rumors that he is going to be moving a thousand uh, United States armed forces into the Middle East to start curbing some of this violence that is actually occurring. So President Trump actually did learn a lot from Benghazi where Obama did absolutely nothing and then lied about it, had a bunch of his people killed, including an ambassador, and then said some video caused the whole wreck. Yeah, no, it, the video didn't cause the wreck. It was your, it was a bunch of terrorists. <coughs> and Hezbollah attacking the U.S. Embassy in Iraq is again just a bunch of terrorists attacking. So, I mean, where is this going to go? Uh, Donald Trump doesn't want to fight in the Middle East, but it's kind of like um, 
Michael Corleone in Godfather 3. Every time he pulls out, they pull him right back in. And Iran is defiant. They, they just want to go at it. What's going to end up happening? Okay, you know something? Israel is not going to tolerate this garbage for much longer. I think within uh, a couple of years, Israel is actually going to go into and, and take out the Palestinians. I, I don't see how that will not happen. And I believe that might be uh, a reason that we're actually going to end up in a war with Iran. Now, mind you, Iran is not as powerful. They're like what Iraq was when we attacked them the second time. They're not as powerful. Their economy is trash. They do have powerful, well, they do have allies like Russia <coughs> and North Korea. But these countries are not going to get into a full-scale war with the United States. This is not going to be a World War III. And I have a feeling the United States, if Iran continues this, and Iran needs to continue this. They need to continue it because they need, their people are, again, the, Iran is a theocracy, which means religion rules the country. And Iran wants the people who do are not believing in theocracy right now. The same people that, that theocracy is killing through protests. Over a thousand people, I heard, I heard numbers in 2,000 protesters have been killed in the last month. That's not a really good thing for Iran. And Iran needs a foreign power to go in and rally the people around the Ayatollah and the theocratic government. I don't know if that's going to work. Expect to see more violence in the near future. But Donald Trump sounds like he's getting pretty tired of this. And it's like a gnat just waving around your ear. So we're going to have to see how this goes. This only happened a couple of days ago. The crowds have dispersed. So the, the mob is no longer in Iran, uh, in Iraq. The, the um, uh, embassy is clear. But I have a feeling when you go into the Hormuz Strait, you're going to see more attacks by Iran because they really are trying to poke the bear. And uh, I don't think that's going to be a good thing for Iran. <coughs> and I don't think they understand that Iran is, or uh, the United States probably is not going to do the same thing with Iran that we did with Iraq. I do not see us in there for very long if we do go in. So the next story is horrid. So, you know, on Saturday, <coughs> it was the seventh day of, I'm looking for my glasses, I can't find them. Oh, well, it's okay, I don't need them. Uh, it was the seventh day of Hanukkah, and uh, apparently some guy walked in, I won't mention his name because I, we shouldn't be talking about names, walked into a rabbi's home where he was hosting multiple families for uh, Hanukkah, with a machete and started striking people with the machete. Uh, dozens were gathered in uh, the Rabbi Chaim Rottenberg's home in Montessori, New York. And this is the whole thing. New York is becoming garbage when it comes to this crap. New York is, is anti-Semitism in New York is just going absolutely crazy. There was... <coughs> A kid there named uh, Joseph Gluck. And this is our hero of the story. At first, Joseph Gluck, he saw the people being attacked and he de he decided to take the flight or, uh, flight or fight mode and he, he took off. He actually left the apartment. 
they left the home. Then he realized, no, this wasn't a good thing. I, I need to I need to go back in there. That's a sign of a hero. I that's the real sign of a hero. When you're so afraid, but you're gonna do it anyway. So uh, he what ran right back into the uh, ho- house or home, and smashed a freaking table over this piece of crap. The guy got completely disoriented, ran out of the house, jumped into his car, and tried to kind of gather himself, I guess, which gave uh, Gluck enough chance to to follow him, see the license plate, write the license plate down, and this guy took off. Um, so there's a hero right there. And I know everyone, everyone sits there and well, we're going to talk about that when we get to our second story because there was a hero there. So Gluck took down the license plate, dialed 911. The police found this this character and um, ended up arresting him. Uh, the attacks the attacks injured five people. No one was killed. Thank the Lord no one was killed. Uh, the attacker pled not guilty to five counts of attempted murder and one count of burglary, which is great, which means he's not even going to get life in this case. It's Well, he'll get life, but he's probably going to get... Uh, uh, well, no, he'll get life because they actually did tag it as a hate crime. Um, so we, we've learned some other things about this suspect. First off, he is the son of an illegal immigrant uh, from Africa someplace. They don't really say where. He, his father was an illegal immigrant, overstayed his visa, became legalized under Reagan's amnesty program in 1986. Um, he is crazy. His family says he's crazy. He does hate Jews, but he's nuts right off the bat. I mean, you got to be nuts to do something like this. A machete, really? At least with a gun, it's cleaner. A machete, what? I, it, and I'm not being, I'm not minimizing when I say that. I'm saying that's personal. You're going in to chop people up. That's a personal thing. Whereas a gun, you could do it from 30, 40 feet away. <coughs> Um, according to some of his diaries, uh, he always hated Jews and he, according to his sister, he's been homeless for a really long time. And, um, he's been described as an African American. So right off the bat, this is going to be a real problem for the news media because you now have a white group that's being attacked by a, uh, by a black man. So the news media, they have to report this. This includes CNN. They have to report this, right? So they decide we're going to report it. Let's spin it. Let's 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 come in and spin it. And they did. Listen to Mayor Bill de Blasio, who until a couple of weeks ago said we didn't have an anti-Semitism problem in New York. What? Anti-Semitism has gone up like 20%. And most of the anti-Semitism, again, according, again, against the, uh, to the uh, media chagrin, has nothing to do with white supremacists. It's, it's basically African-Americans. Hold on. Sounds like there might have been a shooting. Hold on. 
Now, I don't do these things live, so I get a chance to edit a lot of this stuff. Uh, and normally I would edit that part where I said, oh, sounds like gunshots, except if you listen to the background, you can actually hear them. So it wasn't something I was making up. I don't hear any police cars coming, so chances are it was just some joker putting up his gun. It didn't sound like fireworks. I've heard fireworks before. But anyway, <coughs> so the media has to spin this whole thing with Trump and the Jews. And Bill de Blasio, who's a complete meathead, actually tries to do just that. So listen to what Billy says. An atmosphere of hate has been developing in this country over the last few years. A lot of it is emanating from Washington, and it's having an effect on all of Wait, us. Wait, so you're saying you're blaming the president by saying Not it's coming from Washington? I'm saying, but we have to be clear. We need a different tone starting in Washington, okay, which so we had, by the way, with Democrats and Republicans both in the White House, that encourage this country to actually find some unity and some common ground. We okay. haven't had that for the last few Let's years. Let's talk about right. Trump. Um, who signed an executive order banning anti-Semitic uh, actions in colleges. Uh, the same trunk who opposes the BDS movement, which, by the way, the Democrats are for. Um, he moved the, is, the embassy, U.S. embassy in Israel to Jerusalem, which is what Israel's been wanting for decades. No president had the balls to do it. This is the same anti-Semite who sat back and, and declared that the Golan Heights was Israeli territory. No other president did that. No other country did that. <coughs> this is the same uh, anti-Semite who's got an Orthodox Jew as his closest advisor in Jared Kushner. And this is the same anti-Semite who has openly accepted that his daughter is a converted Orthodox Jew. This is just so dumb. I can't even stand it. First off, Bill de Blasio didn't even know they had an anti-Semite problem in New York. He said that like a week and a half ago. When anti-Semitism in New York is up like by 20%. And it's not the right wing that's doing it. It is the African-American community. There are dozens of videos in the last two weeks, there have been nine anti-Semitic attacks. Nine. And that doesn't even include the one in New Jersey, where they walked in and they killed three anti-Semites. And here's a newsflash. It wasn't in the last few years that this stem of hate has come about. Barack Obama has stemmed the hate, the hatred, for years now. It's not that we should, we had an African-American president, for Christ's sake. And that president just kept calling everyone a racist. Remember the beer thing with the white cop who was going to arrest a, um, a black minister? And the minister said, minister was being completely unreasonable in that whole thing. He should have been arrested. So I don't want to hear. Trump did not start all this by any stretch of the imagination. Okay. A story <coughs> involves another la uh, another attempted mass shooting in a place called White Settlement, Texas. A man walks into a Christian church during mass and sits in the back.
already a bunch of people thought this guy kind of looks shady to the point that the security there is staring at him and um, one prisoner actually walks out because he just looks really shady. Turned out he had a fake wig, a fake beard, a hat, a trench coat. Um, so he was apparently really shady. So everyone's really staring at him. In less than six seconds, well, during communion, he stood up, he started talking to one of the ushers. He pulled out a shotgun and started shooting. The whole incident lasted about six seconds. Um, from about 40 feet, there was a, a hero, an absolute hero, <coughs> named Jack Wilson, <coughs> who pulled out his gun and with a single shot at 40 feet, hit the terrorist in the head and killed him instantly. They were able to disarm him. They were able to get his gun. He was gone. All done. In the end, uh, two people died. Uh, the first usher and then another usher were actually shot and killed. Um, but the hero, Jack Wilson, who was a, I think there were multiple stories. I had heard he was an FBI agent. I heard he was a, um, he was law enforcement of some sort. He also used to own a shooting range. Uh, but it burned down with a fire, so he doesn't own the shooting range anymore. But this guy was an expert shot. <coughs> Let's listen to Jack Wilson talk about the actual event. I don't consider myself a hero at all. Did what I was trained to do and what I was, you know, excuse me, you know, that was the whole purpose of what went down. As I stated on my Facebook page, it gives you full detail of what went down. We were, when the individual came into the building, we were aware that there was some concerns for him. We were already watching, we, watching him. We had cameras turned on him. Plus, Richard White was, you know, one of the members of the security team was right behind him to his right about four feet. I was standing to Richard's right about another six feet when the individual got up, produced a shotgun, shot Richard, because Richard and I were both drawing our weapons at the same time, which is shown on the live stream. Then we, you know, he shot Richard, then shot, you know, Tony Wallace. And at that point, I didn't have a clear shot because people were standing up. I finally got, a, about a second later, had a clear shot, and I took the shot. The shooter went down, went over to cover, made, and pulled the shotgun away from his body. And then, you know, other people that are armed in the church that are part of the security team, you know, came forward, you know, to help, you know, in case he did try to get up, which he did not. Sir, how <coughs> Yeah, I put on a jacket. I'm getting cold. There are a couple of things about this attack. Um, gun control activists were screaming right off the bat after this attack happened <coughs> about how we need to ban guns. Um, here's the problem. This was a shotgun. This was not an automatic semi or semi-automatic weapon. Uh, the way that the the weapon was designed was completely legal in Texas. There was just nothing bizarre about the weapon. Okay, so it's not like this guy walked in with a, a MP4 or something and started just automatically killing all sorts of people. Um, it was a citizen with a gun that actually 
took down this evil piece of crap. And we seem to forget this. Here's the problem. Evil people are going to do what they need to do in order to do what they want to do. And no one's going to save people. <coughs> this guy was going to bring a gun in. It's illegal to bring a gun into a church. if, Or it's it may be against policy to bring a gun into a church if you're going to start shooting people. This is what a lot of people don't understand. That evil is going to do what evil wants to do no matter what laws evil breaks. Gun control doesn't control evildoers' doings. It just stops legitimate citizens from protecting against the evildoers. This guy, obviously very well trained with a firearm, took this guy out before he could have killed far more people. And this guy would have killed far more people. <coughs> there was also a big stink about I, we shouldn't have guns in churches. We shouldn't have guns in schools. You know what? This is the world we live in. This is the world we live in. We need to protect against evil. We need to protect against the insane. And the way you do that is by arming yourself so that when evil or when the insane come about, they're taken out. Let's just take a look and see what would have happened if um, Jack Wilson didn't have a gun at the time. In six seconds, this piece of trash killed two people. How long would it have taken the cops to get there? Our trust in the government to the point that we should take guns away from everybody is just stupid. It takes the government 15 to 20, 15 to 30 minutes to get to the crime scene. That doesn't, and by then, you've got 30, 40 dead. It's absolutely asinine. So, this guy is an absolute hero. And you know, this is another thing I, I, I just can't stand. Is... <coughs> <coughs> and I, I mean it. He sits there and says, I'm not a hero. And yet, no, you are. You are a hero. Just like um, uh, Gluck, Benjamin Gluck, or whatever his name was in the last video, is a hero. You are heroes. You did something that a lot of people wouldn't do. And I don't know why people have to throw away their heroic nature. I know it's, it's uh, you don't want to say, yeah, I'm a hero. And you know, here's a newsflash. I walk into work one day and there's a shooter and I go in and I take that he, that shooter down and someone walks up to me and says, Gene, you're a hero. You know what I'm going to say? Damn right I am. I didn't have to do that. Crack had to run the other way. I would have been fine. I am a hero. I would love for one day one of these people just sit there and say, yeah, yeah, I'm a hero. I got it. I took this guy down with dental floss and three toothpicks. I deserve to be called a hero. It drives me crazy. Again, this is not going to be something that the mainstream media is going to want to talk about. And the reason is, okay, this guy is a nut job, apparently. He's not, well, he could be far right, but it really doesn't make any difference because he was attacking a church. And everybody in the church, except for the one black guy he had killed, was actually white. <coughs> the weapon was wrong, so the gun control argument throws off is thrown completely off. But CNN had to bring something up. And what was that? Hero stops. At first they had the story. This is what happened. Then they had interview with the hero. Then they had, um, uh, 
what the profile of the guy, which I didn't read because I just don't care. And then finally the last, so why is this town called White Settlement? Because, you know, that's what's really important. It doesn't matter that, you know, some guy tried to kill, killed, actually did kill two people. And a hero with a gun stopped this whole thing. What's important is, why is this town called White Settlement? Well, let me give it to you right off the bat. It was called White Settlement because in the time there were three Indian tribes that were actually uh, inhabiting the area. And White Settlement is not a big place, 18,000 people. It's a very small place. <coughs> and at the time, there was only one settler, white settler, in the area. And as the, the settle, settlers started coming in and there were more settlers and more settlers, the Indians named it White Settlement. And it wasn't a derogatory term. They just named it White Settlement because they knew they had a great place. And so they gave it that name because the white settlers liked it. Okay, let's call it White Settlement. So, but the, the, the problem is, it's just the news media can't cover this story. They can't cover the last story because it violates their narrative. A gun control thrown completely off on both stories. Um, racism thrown completely off on, on, on this story. Two nut jobs, yes. Oh, heck, the, the uh, rabbi attack the uh, Hanukkah attack is actually goes against their stories. So, okay, <coughs> that's it. I, I got, got through it barely. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at runful, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. You can listen to or download this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, and YouTube. And you can watch, look at my pretty face, on YouTube and watch the vlog. All my show notes, my links, the full videos are actually on www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. I hope you guys are going to are going to have a great next decade, a great new year. This is Gene and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs> <laughs>